Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning. It's good to see you. We have stepped into the new year. And this year is bringing some new possibilities, <clears throat> new way to look at ourselves, rearrange our life, things that were in our life in the last year may not be here, but there are some new things that are awaiting us. As long as we have this body, ups and downs are bound to happen. Situations are bound to change. What we can be really sure about is the change. How to live with that change in a meaningful way is up to us. Last time I said, I will go back to the basics. I see many of you, you have a practice, a spiritual practice. Many of you have been connected with the ashram for many years. Some of you I see up to almost 30 years. And what can I say about going back to the basics? We, are, we all can go back to the basics. Just to look at it, what my spiritual practice means to me. Why to have a spiritual practice? The analogy that I give that many of you have already heard many times, just you're laying on your back, looking at the sky. You're lost in the vastness of the sky. All of a sudden, a little plane appears. Your mind attaches itself to the plane. You begin to track the plane and have totally forgotten about the sky. Silence is always there from the beginning of time. Sound appears. Mind goes to the sound. We have totally forgotten about the silence. You read a book, newspaper. 
react to the words, to the news, how often do we really think about the paper on which it's printed in its absolute pure self? In the same way, there is an aspect of our life that's in the background on which situations and events happen. Our mind goes to that situation, that event, and we have totally forgotten about what is in the background. What is the foundation really? If there was no silence, there will be no sound. If there was no paper, there will be no newspaper. So just because we don't see that part of the self doesn't mean it's not there, it's there. So purpose of the spiritual practice is really to identify with that, or at least acknowledge it. Otherwise, we lose our balance. If we don't pay any attention to that aspect of our life, that part of our life, we always feel something is missing, something is out of sync. And we run around looking for something Then we try to find, well, maybe I will have this, then I'll be happier. Maybe I will have this, then I'll be happier. We obtain those things, but that feeling of the missing something does not go away. What is really missing is our connection with that aspect of our life, which is ever whole, ever pure, in its wholeness. Unchanging, it does not change. Change happens on the surface. That part of our life, that aspect of our life has been with us from the moment we are born till we take our last breath. Unchanging, in its wholeness, in its purity. Just like in the movie theater, on the screen, many movies are projected. We see the movie, we react to the movie, we sing with the songs, dance with the dances. But the screen does not hold on to any particular image. That screen remains pure. In the same way, that screen of our life, if there was no screen, nothing could be projected on it. We won't see a movie. Purpose of the spiritual practice is to acknowledge that screen. Atma. part of the self that's one with God. So 
if you have ever thought about why to have a spiritual practice, it's not that important. I'm very busy. I got so many things to do. I have no time for it. You really need to look at it. <clears throat> if you don't clean the screen, whatever is projected on it will look blemished, will look distorted, will not look as clean and crisp. We do not have a spiritual practice to feel a little peaceful or to feel a little good or to get away from agitation. We really have a spiritual practice to honor, to acknowledge, to identify with that wholeness, that purity, that divinity within us, which is always there. The very nature of the mind is to attach itself to that which is moving. We cannot go to that which is unchanging, ever present with the mind. Mind cannot take us there. Mind likes to attach itself to things that are moving. When you are looking at the sky, you cannot look with the mind because mind will always attach to things like clouds are moving, so it will move with them. In the moment, mind takes a back seat and heart opens. We connect with that part of the self with heart, not with the mind. Through a spiritual practice, mind takes a back seat and heart opens. And through that heart, through that open heart, we connect with that which is always there in its wholeness, ever pure. And we all have that purity, that wholeness within us purpose of spiritual practice is just to acknowledge it, to honor it, to touch base with it, to be one with it. This way, that one is stable in our awareness. So whatever is changing on the surface, a part of us knows that this will pass, this will go away. Tough situations come. If we are not aware of this stability, then we are just flowing with it. We become with it and we get very far from our self. We fall into despair and hopelessness. Our spiritual practice gives us hope, gives us courage to wake up every morning face the world and inspiration comes from within to make the best out of it. Now, what is the spiritual practice? Doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter really. 
as long as you know that this is what you are doing to connect with that part of the self. All over the world, there are many great traditions. Each tradition has its own way of connecting with that. They're all good. As long as what resonates with you, that's your practice. Now, I say a spiritual practice. If you're really trying to get to the water, you have to dig one well deep. Then you get to the water, you taste the water. We may have said, oh, I'm a spiritual person. I try to look for it everywhere in everything. Yes, you can see it in everything. But if you really want to get to the water, you have to dig one well deep, not lots of little potholes. Potholes will not get you the water. You do this little bit here, and then you get tired of this, or bored of with it, then you do this, and then you do this, and you do this. Lots of potholes around you. You didn't get any water, and you may even fall in one and twist your ankle. And you say, I'm being spiritual. No. The requirement of really reaping the benefit from your spiritual practice is practicing with one thing. Mind will come in with its, oh, I'm bored. It's really not doing anything. It doesn't make any sense to me. So we walk away. As you have heard me say, those four nooses of the mind, Sam, Dham, Dand, Bhed. Sam is denial of the importance. Oh, it's not a big deal. It's just a mantra. It's just a few words. Or it's just the breathing. Or it's whatever. It will deny, it will say it's not a big deal. It's not important. That's called sum. The prescription is doing one thing daily. And mind is already reacting. Mind does not like any kind of discipline. It feels threatened. So it tries to wiggle out of it. So first noose it will throw at you. It's not a big deal. I can do it tomorrow. If you are able to work through that one, the second noose will be thrown at him. Dumb. Try to buy you out. A better option. Oh, maybe I'll meditate after my coffee. Or it's a nice day. I can go out jogging, get my exercise done. I have been working too hard. I need to just not do anything. Go for a stroll or just stay in bed, whatever. Something, a little better option in that moment than sitting, meditating. If you are able to work through that one, third one is dand, fear. Some kind of fear will creep in. The moment you have to 
go and sit down to do a little meditation, something will come. That needs your immediate attention. Oh, I must make that phone call. I, let me check my text. Let me see if the stock market has gone down or up. Maybe after that, I'll meditate. Some kind of fear will creep in that requires your immediate attention. Suppose you have worked through even that one and you have been doing your practice for a while, maybe a year, two, five years. There may come a time, the mind hasn't given up yet. Fourth and the most powerful one is bhed, separation. It will say, it's not for me. I'm different. I'm a Kapha, I'm a Pitta, I'm a Vata, I'm a Gemini, I'm a Sagittarius, I'm number eight, I'm this, I'm that. It's not for me. Then you stop doing whatever you have been doing. So Sam, Dham, Dandabhed, all these four nooses of the mind. Mind applies on ourselves first to keep us away from the promise we have made to ourselves. What is the promise that we have made to ourselves? That I will honor the divine within me. I will honor that wholeness within me. I will spend a little time every day to acknowledge it. And that is your spiritual practice. I have seen, I have seen people their little spiritual practice that they have always gets put in the back. Something more important comes. What could be more important than honoring who you are? Honoring why you took this human birth? So, In this new year, it's very important for us to look at our own relationship with our spiritual practice. Does it get compromised over small things? Somebody said something meaningless or something stupid and you get all upset and worked up and it must fix it and you get caught up with that and you compromise your, your spiritual practice, your time that you have carved out for it to write an email or to write a text or to make a phone call and you get so worked up. The day we truly understand that nothing is more important than my spiritual practice, something begins to grow within us. And that spiritual practice is not hour long or two hour long or I'm not saying that, that five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes that you have carved out for it, that's what is important. Digging one well deep. Yes, you are digging. 
Maybe the shaft comes and spins on a big rock and it feels like it's not going anywhere. All the effort you are making is not doing anything. Actually, it's doing plenty, but you are not getting that euphoria. You are not getting that excitement. Then you say nothing is happening. Plenty is happening, even if the shaft is spinning on the rock. Even it feels like I'm not getting anywhere. You are getting somewhere. Something is building inside that you are not able to recognize. Because we are always used to excitement, shooting stars. I need to feel exhilarated. Take some intoxicants and you feel spiritual. That's what we are used to. Plenty happens if you continue your simple practice every day. It happens inside, not outside. Somebody had come to me one day and said, Babaji, I have been practicing my mantra for six, seven years and nothing really happens. I said, oh, really? Just don't do it for a, a week. Don't do it. If you really have been doing it, don't do it for a week. A week later, he comes and he says, oh, I can't do that. If I don't do my mantra, I feel like something is missing. So a week before, he was saying that nothing is happening. But when he stopped it, then he knew what was missing. And many of you, I'm sure you have the same experience. If, that if you don't do it, first of all, you begin to feel a little guilty. And that guilt snowballs. This is the reason I say your simple, your spiritual practice should be so simple that you can even do it in 10 minutes, but doing it every day is what is important. In this day and age, I don't say you sit against the wall and don't look at anything for days and days and days. Our practice is so simple. You have been given a mantra coming from this ancient lineage. With that mantra, with that sound, you are connected with a timeless lineage of enlightened beings. There is a connection. You don't feel alone. You don't feel like somebody has pulled it out from their hat and given it to you. Receiving a mantra from a lineage comes with this mystery that you are connected with. Your mantra is always with you. You are walking, you are sitting, you are laying down, you are working. There's a little time, your mantra comes in your mind. The day that happens, you should know that you are getting somewhere. Mantra is simple. Just a one, two, three syllables. And those syllables have 
each one of them have a very particular vibration. Everything in the universe is nothing but vibration. As you repeat your mantra, each syllable of that mantra generates a very subtle, subtler than subtle vibration that permeates in your whole being, every single cell of your body, realign itself to that vibration. And then vibration from your body reaches out in, the, in your environment, in the universe. And it connects you with the universe. We are already connected, but it just finds a little more harmony. So mantra science is very special. It's a very subtler than the subtle, I say. It's, my, it's very hard to experience through mind. You're doing your practice when the doing stops and you just become absolutely still. You feel that connection. What is within is without. You are connected with the whole. You are not separate. You are not alone somewhere. Our practice is very simple. No matter where you are, just even for a moment, you stop and just think of your mantra. You don't even have to think it. It's already there. You just have to turn your attention towards it. Mind is always going out, attaching itself to things that are moving. And the whole purpose of our spiritual practice is to turn the direction towards us and connect with what is already happening. In Kali Yuga, in this day and age, our spiritual practice should be very simple. You don't need to sing and dance for hours or sit somewhere in a corner and not look at anything and all those rituals. They're all good. They are an exercise to bring it to yourself. But mantra practice is that while engaging in the world, while engaging in life, you can still stay connected. There comes a time, just like you're learning how to ride a bicycle or how to ride a car, drive a car. See, in the beginning, your hand is clutching the steering wheel, foot is on the brake, other one is there, and you are looking only. 10 feet ahead of the windshield. In the beginning, all these things are there. With practice, there comes an ease. After you have driven for many years, your one hand is on steering wheel, other hand is reaching out to something, you're looking somewhere else. But a part of you is always in tune with the road. If something comes up, Everything comes into action and avoids that accident. So in the beginning, there may be little challenge, little hard work, little discipline, but 
there comes a time after you have done discipline for some time, discipline gives us freedom. Discipline gives us freedom. With the discipline, once we have engaged in our spiritual practice for some time, we engage in the world with that freedom. Some of you have been practicing for many years. The mind will come, yes, but life is so miserable. I'm such a victim. I'm this and that. That's the mind coming in. Yes, but how can we turn that mind to see all the blessings in our life? Our mind goes towards that which is negative, that which is lacking. Okay. Can we wake up in the morning and just say, wow, I'm so grateful to have this wonderful sky, clean air, food, clothing. I live in a country, in an environment. When I go inside, turn a switch on and everything, light goes on, water runs, heat comes up. So we have to look at the nature of our mind also, that it always flows towards what is lacking can it flow towards what is already there given? Please understand that mind is always going towards what is not. I need to go on a vacation. Well, your home is so nice, so comfortable but you have more fun camping out, sleeping in a tent. And it's just because mind likes little excitement. You have to leave your comfortable home, go out in the wilderness, pitch a tent and build a fire and bitten by mosquitoes and you call it fun. So it's the mind's nature to seek that excitement. And it will try. I'm not saying that's not fun. That is fun too. But don't think what you already have is not enough. When doing our practice, or not doing the practice, just living, mixing the practice with our daily life, every day we take a little time to acknowledge the perfection of the day. You know, we all have somebody has passed from our life. Some of our friends are not there. Some um, unpleasant things have happened. But mind does not need to go and attach itself to that all the time and take us away from what is already there. Each soul has its own journey. Each soul has its own journey. Last year, I know many of our friends connected with the ashram have lost the loved ones. Our parents are getting old, you know, it happens. Some people have lost their children, mothers have lost their children. 
but it doesn't mean that you just live in that grief all the time. We don't need to live in, live in that grief all the time. We have to accept it, it has happened. Life has to go on. You have to pick up, pick it up and make the best out of the rest. Sometimes it's very good to even ask, why was I born? What did I come here to do? And just really sitting with it. Mind will give an answer. Is that really the answer? You are a divine being. That part of the self, which is ever whole, ever pure, unchanging in you, is the divine presence, is your divine life. Accepting everything what may come, we also accept. We also acknowledge and honor the divinity within us. So please consider looking at your spiritual practice, your commitment to it, your connection with it, your relationship with it, and fine tune it a little bit. And this will be a wonderful way to start this new year. Thank you for listening. Uh, I just shared whatever came to my mind. And I would love to hear from you. We are not going to do the, the group home and the, the chat rooms. So I'm going to stop right here. And let's just take a moment to wherever you are. So just pull back. Close your eyes. Lighten your mind. Soften your whole body. Soften your whole body. Stop the breath wherever it is. Just pause it. Connect with that heartbeat. Release the breath before you begin to stress out. Again, pause the heartbeat, uh, breath. Feel the vibrations coming out of each beat of your heart ripples, rippling through your whole being.
release the breath. Pause the breath again. Feel the ripple of each heartbeat. This beat started when we came out of her mother's womb and it has been beating ever since, continuously, effortlessly, keeping us alive. What a wonderful gift this heartbeat is. How often do we just sit and honor this heart that has been beating? Even just sitting like this every day for a few moments, being with that beat is honoring. Without any thought, without any worries, just being with it is such a wonderful way to honor that which has been given to us from the moment we took birth. It's beyond any dogma, beyond any religion, beyond any, just it's there with you, a part of you. Thank you all for listening to your heart and I would love to hear about Sangamai.